1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we move quickly from European success to League Cup drama. What a night it was for Scottish football, with both Hearts and Hibs progressing in their Europa Conference League qualifiers. Big domestic ties this weekend with the likes of Rangers against Morton tomorrow. What sort of team will Michael Beale pick? And Celtic give a new contract to Stephen Welsh amid injury news on Carter Vickers and Hatati ahead of Kilmarnock on Sunday. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me you have Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans. Well the best thing on the menu last night was undoubtedly the cabbage and ribs followed by the jam tarts for a dessert. And now look what we have coming up. We've got a battle of Britain, Hibs against... Aston Villa on Wednesday and Greece is the word for Hearts they play P-A-O-K at Tynecastle on Thursday but there's always a catch Gordon will Wraith Rovers and Partick Thistle turn out to be two banana skins when they go to Edinburgh on Sunday to play Hearts and Hibs in the Via Play Cup capital punishment or capital gains What are the wee teams in Glasgow doing this week? Honestly si- I, si- I, 60 years on the show And he's still got it That, was, that was your best that? of the season That's, You should rely on me Is that because it's the Edinburgh Festival You felt like a bit of creative licence You have to thing. raise your game don't you If Hearts and Hibs are going to raise their game Then you know I really should represent the city of Glasgow And do my bit You're in good company tonight Simon He's a complete professional how can you follow that uh, introduction but yeah great night last night uh, sat down to watch Hearts thoroughly enjoyed the game feared the worst I think like everybody else when Rosenberg scored so early on but great to see both Edinburgh clubs through Rangers through on Tuesday uh, all good for Scotland Simon's just given me inspiration if it gets quiet tonight right, I'm going to throw the question out to the, to the audience complete this sentence <laughs> Hugh Keevans is a complete <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully we don't have to go there 01419511025 how rare is it we get to talk about Scottish success stories in Europe and how rare uh, that it's not anything to do with Glasgow's big two third time uh, will come perhaps uh, next week but for now Love to hear from you Hibs and Hearts fans It would be great And I think maybe even Interested observers I feel like the full of Scottish football Was at least interested I know not everyone's going to become A Hibs or a Hearts fan I'm not that naive uh, But maybe you had just general thoughts as well Even if that is not your team uh, So do pick up the phone 01419511025 uh, Once we do get round to our familiar main course To follow Hugh Keevan's analogy uh, What about Celtic and Rangers this weekend Then Rangers first up on the pitch so what type of team would you pick Rangers fans? Is this an opportunity against lower league opposition to mix things up and look at people that haven't really been seen yet? Or is it another game for the so-called first 11, whatever that may be at the moment, to get 90 minutes under their belt or to get significant game time and try and keep progressing? What would you do? Celtic fans, I'm very interested in your thoughts on the new long-term contract for Stephen Welsh. Because I'm sure some of you will be for it, some of you won't be quite so sure, but none of you would have seen it coming, I don't think. I think everyone had it down as he would maybe be one that would leave the club in the, the near to medium term. So what do you think? What do you make of that news? Stephen Welsh, new long-term contract today. Are you fully behind that? Do you have your reservations? 
uh, he's injured it seems immediately and injuries to Hitati and Carter Vickers so what are you thinking would you or would you not chuck Lager Bielka in for a debut away on the plastic <coughs> at Kilmarnock would you do that or would you save him for another day let us know 01419511025 and as if that's not enough Sterling Albion trying to be the first giant killers against Aberdeen tonight we've got all premiership ties the likes of St Mirren Motherwell tomorrow uh, it's all happening Hugh. well first of all Aberdeen tonight they should still have Darvel at the forefront of their minds they cannot have another <laughs> sweary word disaster of that magnitude on their hands but with the greatest respect to Sterling Albion, who have been on a long and successful run, uh, I think Barry Robson is beyond the Darville stage, and uh, they will go down there and do a professional number on Sterling Albion. Tomorrow, to answer your question, uh, Gordon, I think Rangers would play the team that would face PSV Eindhoven. Really? I, yeah, I, yeah, why not? The game's on Tuesday. Rangers need to get a boost by getting a convincing <coughs> result against Morton give people more game time and go into that game because PSV will be monumental opposition for Rangers. And on Sunday, yes, Celtic paid £7.5 for Gustav Lagerbielka and Mike Narovsky. So put them in. You know, the the Kilmarnock fans and Derek McInnes would laugh at the suggestion that, oh, well, should you really? £7.5 million? Yes, you should. Well... You can tell the man do you agree or disagree on any of those bold claims that he's kicked you off with 01419511025 No shortage of talking points this weekend around Glasgow's big two like we said would you give a debut to Lager Bielka Celtic fans what do you make of Stephen Welsh's contract Rangers fans Hugh says you go strong tomorrow you pick the same team that's going to face PSV is that the case or are you resting people I think PSV have the weekend off as an example so I wonder what you think there and anything else that's out there, give us a call. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Good weekend ahead, Simon. The big talk about the big games coming <coughs> thick and fast because yep. like, particularly Glasgow's big two, and I hope I think everyone will get where we're going on paper. Clearly, Celtics should be a, a tougher challenge because yep. it's premiership opposition away. So it can almost become season defining because they're both expected to just go and win things and at least get to finals. So can be season defining for a lot of teams and we're only in what are we mid-August week two or something yeah uh, yeah it has, it, listen Rangers and Celtic have to go and win the games it's an absolute disaster if they don't you know they have to progress in the League Cup whether they're at home to Morton <coughs> excuse me or away to to Kilmarnock at Rugby Park they have to win the game I think Rangers probably will shuffle the pack a wee bit because of the game round the corner a big game the other night that they came through against Servette Celtic, I think, will go strong as, as usual. Uh, and I would play the, the new guy. I would play the two at the back. If Stephen Welsh, I believe, has picked up a little knock, I think he'll come in. I think he's been playing games a wee fit. There's no reason why mm. he shouldn't come straight in. Like, like a Bielka, you know, he, he was playing in the Swedish league last week. You know, they're midway through the league. So Lager Bielka is arguably... Mm. At a higher level yeah, of fitness to, than the other Celtic players. Speed, yeah. There's one we can argue about later on. Get your calls in on that topic and we'll do it. Let's do the rarest of things here in Glasgow in the West. Let's give our pals in Edinburgh centre stage at the start of the show because what a night <clears> it was. It really was in a number of ways. and I'm keen to hear your thoughts on it. But let's start by bringing in a man who was a bit closer to the action than us, safe to say. It is Hearts skipper, goal scorer, Lawrence Shankland. How's it going, Lawrence? 
Thanks, how are you? All good, that must be an understatement after last <laughs> night Just sum up how probably, good it was uh, Probably That <laughs> um, was great um, Obviously, then Castle's renowned for the kind of nights of the atmosphere And it played up to everything to be fair um, As Simon said just before, we feeling the worst obviously when, when the goal goes in But I think for us, uh, the objective of the, of the game was just to win the game on the night And that would have kept us at least in the tie And then if we've got enough goals then obviously we're doing us and thankfully enough we managed that See I like your honesty there because sometimes players will say no you know we always had faith and I'm sure you did to an extent but when you go and concede early on and you're already trailing in the tie is there a genuine sort of fearing of the worst at that point? Definitely because I think everyone's geared up that you want to have a good start in the game and you want to go out and get the first goal and then bulk for there but um, obviously when they when they get the first they show a bit of character to get back in there but as I said the main objective was to win the game so nothing really changed in that front and we just had to believe we could go and do that obviously we get the equaliser at a good time and then the follow the game goes on they get another two goals so that nah, was a good night all round Cammy Devlin been watching your clips on YouTube I think you're meant to be the prolific goal scorer what's happened there? That's it I know he's not around for the most <laughs> but um to be fair, he's second goal. I've had to make a save with his first shot because I do not know where that was going. <laughs> but I managed to get a grip of that and then later I think give another goal and thankfully enough that would have been in. It's a great one too. That, it was a fantastic one too. Is that planned? Ah, you could call it that. I don't know if it was meant, but you could call it that. Do you think, I, you're right, You know, we, we talk about this Tynecastle crowd a lot, but just particularly last night because of the circumstance when you, know, you, you really needed it, I suppose. Did, did it play a big part? It did. Um, obviously, it did take a wee hit when they get their goal. You felt the atmosphere dip a wee bit, but as I said, we managed to get equaliser reasonably quick, and I think that just picked everybody back up. And then from then on, we were kind of on the front foot. The, the crowd were behind us, and, and they definitely did make a big difference. And the noise and that goal went in at the end was incredible. So that was great. Lawrence, how difficult is it to juggle domestic football and European football this early in the season? Because you had a game with uh, Kilmarnock last Sunday. Goalless draw And yet you come out On Thursday With the level of commitment That you had But how difficult is it? I think it is quite difficult Probably the first one Especially the weekend game At Kilmarnock I think um, Quite a lot of the boys We discussed it after A few were a wee bit sluggish And I don't know if that was Due to the travelling Or whatever But I think the more You get used to it And the more it happens You can, you can, you can you deal with it better But To be honest Sunday was It was probably my worst game I'd played for Hearts To be honest So I'd, I'd appointed to have last night and um, fighting for another man well, to do that as well. So that that um, that would lead me on to my next question, Lawrence. Not many guys who are playing in the central striking role, expected to provide goals, are also the captain of the team. So you've got to juggle those two responsibilities as well. That's it. I but um, I think it's a responsibility I enjoy. When I joined Hearts, it's probably something I didn't think of it that would come so early for me in my time here, but. It's been great that, that I've had the opportunity. Obviously, what happened to you was, that was the ideal and the opportunity came came about because of that. But it was one I was keen to take on and, and I feel like I've done it well over the time I've been captain. And last night, to, to be the captain of a team that goes and gets a result like that is always a good feeling as well. I think you always, obviously, we talk about needing a deeper squad if you're going to balance the two. You guys, as you mentioned, got the experience last season. How, how beneficial is it <coughs> to have someone like Liam Boyce back available and the role that you both sort of form in that attack? No, it's great, boys. He's, he's obviously a, a really intelligent player and, and I enjoy playing with him. Um, the start of last season, we had a couple of games together and we were starting to kind of get a relationship going and then unfortunately picked up his bad injury. So 
hopefully we can both stay injury free, fingers crossed, and, and build that relationship that we started. And was last it, night was a good start for us. It was almost like an old fashioned centre forward pairing last night, the two of you. Is that kind of set up that way for you this year? It can. Um, I think Bayfields are quite comfortable if we need to drop in or whatever band needs to stay longer. Probably got quite a lot of similarities in terms of what we are players, so some people yeah. don't like it when they work, but I think when the bases are quite intelligent and you know what each other needs and wants, then yeah. it always helps. And as I said, building that relationship as we go forward will help and if they surround us with legs and pace and will be a threat. You're uh, you're buying trouble. You're buying trouble now though, Lawrence, aren't you? Because you're playing a team from Glasgow on Sunday. Uh, a team from a big city. Uh, how are you how are you going to handle that? No, it'll be it'll be a difficult ask. Um, obviously the expectations all on us coming off the other night and these games are always when there's such a big atmosphere and then you go to a game like this, you kinda need to create the atmosphere as well. So that's what we like to do. Um, Party this will be a tough game. I assume they'll come and try and frustrate us and, and hit us on the counter if they can. But I said it's a, it's a cup time. We need to make sure that we get through. So the boys will be ready to go and look forward to it. Do you know? I was thinking you know, the delight on Cami Devlin's face, and can't blame him for the you know the celebrations, the noise. Do you think he was happier last night or when he got <laughs> Messi's shirt? Um, financially, when he got Messi's shirt, I think. He said that I think he never had a feeling like it when they go in. So. Uh, I get that we'll believe him. So I'll believe him. We'll believe him. See nights like that, Lawrence, and, and obviously you'll be ho- hoping to to progress. Are these the types of nights as well you think can sort of strengthen your, you know, international credentials. I know you've kind of come back into the squad and in, in some of the recent ones as well. But I just wonder if you, if that's the sort of stage that, that that brings about those thoughts. Of course, they're obviously big games, and and everybody's eyes are on them. Um, and that's the level you want to test yourself at against top European sides. Um, and the manager actually showed us a start today that it was the earliest Rosenberg had been put out in a cup competition like qualifying for Europe in a decade or something. So that isn't something that they are regularly used to. They always play in Europe. So it was a big result for us. And um, as our team, we're obviously delighted with that. But personally, if you can get goals in the games to help it, it's brilliant. Mm. And before I let you go, you know I simply have to ask, are you still going to be here or is this big money move to Saudi Arabia going to get in the way of the, the Conference League if Hearts get there? Listen, if somebody phoned and offered me the same deal as Neymar, I might just get the next flight. But until <laughs> that point, um, no, I'm, I'm enjoying my football here and I can look forward to the European ties coming up. You're a good man. Thank you very much for taking the time. All the best next week. No, no problem. Thank you. Good sure. man. Lawrence Shankland. If Hearts need goals, he tends to be the man to provide them. Let's get that <clears throat> fan perspective now because I'm sure the Hearts fans, I don't know if they've calmed down any since last night, quite frankly, because... It was a fairly lively occasion. Laurie has joined us. He's from the Scarves Around the Funnel podcast. How's it going, Laurie? Uh, it's very good for me after last night. Thank His you. Throat sounds all right, so that's that's a positive. Um, how good are we talking? How good was last night? Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I was commentating on the game, so my throat is a little bit coarse <laughs> after <laughs> after those goals and those moments. But no, it was a fantastic night at Tynecastle, and it's not something we've we've had enough of in terms of. Big European nights where we've got a result like that. It was um, only the third time that we've been losing after the first leg in a European tie, and we've managed to prevail and go through. So I think the atmosphere was terrific, and the result was terrific. And yeah, I think it, it was a welcome kind of performance and result after a fairly flat uh, game at the weekend against Kilmarnock. Yeah, is it, I'm not sure adversity is quite the right word at this point, but you know, to go into it trailing from from the first leg. 
to have it you know go one nil down to not be in sparkling form as you mentioned if, if we're referencing the league game at the weekend did, did that all almost add to the sense of of joy and relief when the winner goes in yeah, I think so because you know football fans um, have very short memories, and it, it doesn't take long till you're in a crisis, and that's at most clubs, not just Hearts. So there's already a little bit of pressure because Hearts really couldn't break down Kilmarnock at the weekend. Um, so even at this stage of the season, I think there's a little bit of pressure on, and to go one 0 behind, like you say early on, sometimes you know teams can crumble with that, and you can think, well, that's it over. There's no way we're getting back into this. So I think it says a lot about the management team and the players that they reacted. Uh, you know, some lunatics like myself suggested maybe Lawrence Shanklin, who you just had on, um, is not the best option to start right now for this game. And uh, <laughs> now you, you watch what happens and you think, uh, who, who would have thought that? Some people said Cammy Devlin shouldn't start. Don't, listen, you know, Laurie. Fantastic out there. Don't panic, Laurie. I made a career out of <laughs> saying the wrong thing. Um, the, 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 you touched on the management team there and the fact that crisis is never very far away in Scottish football. There was a lot of. Criticism of the managerial shake-up which had uh, Frankie McAvoy and Stephen Naismith adopting different titles because of UEFA regulations and so on and so forth. Does last night prove, though, that it works? I don't know. I don't know if you'd say last night proves it as such. I mean, it's one game. I think ultimately with the management team... What I understand is, you know, there's no doubt about how it works with the players. There's no doubt about who's doing what, who's in charge of what. Um, I think from an optics point of view, I think is the buzzword with fans. Some people don't like it and it'll give, it's maybe a little bit, um, there won't be as much leeway, should we say, if things aren't going right. People will point to the fact that there's a management structure there, which is not maybe normal or it's not the usual. Um, will, will it work long term or not? I honestly don't know. But I think um, if it doesn't work, it won't be because of job titles. Um, I think last night shows, I mean, Stephen Naismith is a motivator. Um, Frankie McAvoy has been coaching for a long time. I I think they can, between themselves, work things out pretty well. Uh, I'd like to see it continue. You know, the way we played last night into other games, into Sunday against Partick Thistle. Uh, There won't always be that same edge to matches uh, in terms of a big European night. So I think sometimes the game's... It won't be so easy to get everyone up for it in terms of both the crowd and the players. So there's challenges ahead, but I think there are promising signs. And the challenge on the pitch is one more round uh, to get through to try and get to those group stages. How confident are you? I think we have to be realistic. Now, Rosenberg are a big name in many ways in European football, but they have not been a good team in recent years. A poor season, a pure few seasons, poor few seasons for them, sitting eighth in the Norwegian league. They're very much in transition. Albeit a good result for Hearts, I think Pauk of Greece are a whole other level. Um, you know, double the budget of Hearts in terms of playing squad. So I think it'll be a big ask. It's not impossible, um, but I think at this stage it will be a case of Hearts having to just do their best to stay in the tie after the first leg. If they're still in it, going into Greece with at least something to defend, I think we'll take that. Um, but I would hope the pressure would be off a little bit in this tie because I think the odds are firmly stacked against us in this in this particular game well we will watch with interest thank you very much to Laurie a delighted Hearts fan as you can imagine which takes <coughs> us up nicely to a good time for you to get in touch if you want 01419511025 don't worry you Hibs fans you'll get your credit as well and we'll be back after the travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard listen and watch check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB 
are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141 951 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB, and it's not every night that Edinburgh takes centre stage on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, but it's not every night, but it's undeniably deserved. So let's go back to the phones and bring in Craig, who. Is going to give Hibs a bit of praise because Hearts got it in the first part of the show. Craig, just how good was last night from your point of view? Oh, it was brilliant. Um, I think that there's been a lot of gloom around the club at times recently, especially given the league form. Uh, so last night was a, a welcome distraction for that. And I think it just goes to show that maybe there is something there with Lee Johnson that's worth sticking with. Well, that's the thing, Craig. What you know, the 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 up and down nature of Hibs, and you you'll be used to the roller coaster much more than me, I'm sure. To to have those games either side of of the Motherwell game, and I know Lee Johnson said you know maybe fatigue plays a part, but what is it about this Hibs team that keeps sporadically digging out these massive results and massive performances? I think it's the occasion more than anything else. I mean, it's. When you look at the sort of reaction, especially for fans, you know, if you, no disrespect, but a game at home to Motherwell or St Mirren doesn't hold quite the same attention as a European tie. And I think maybe the players respond to that as well. The performance, especially in the first leg last week, wasn't something I personally thought this Hibs team was capable of. But I think even, even going into the second leg as well, there was maybe a a thought process of there's a chance that you know if, if Luzerne get an early goal that they might sort of fall back into old habits and maybe fall apart but they never if anything you know getting that yeah. early goal was key to us actually going on and winning the tie yes yeah, so it was impressive Hugh wasn't it you know talk yeah. about people even uh, we had two daft pundits on the show last night that felt even 3-1 wasn't going to be enough for yeah. Hibs I heard. and then you know when, when Luzerne then go in front you think ah oh, well that's it yeah. But no, you know, Hibs showed a great, great strength, didn't they? Craig, uh, the point I'd put to you is You just don't know the minute with Hibs You know, when they lost in Andorra And what followed thereafter with uh, Lee Johnson and the fans And then the the league results have been poor No points, joint bottom of the table Is Lee Johnson either the great survivor Or is he bungling his way through this? I don't think he's bundling his way through it. I do, I do think there is an element of when he's, you know, potentially when you look at maybe social media that his job's on the line. And um, there was people saying that if we lost last night and then lose on Sunday, he's out the door. You go back to February when it was the El Sacco against Aberdeen. It was one of them, you know, whether it was going to be Johnson or Goodwin that were going to go, and we pulled the result out. Then, you know, even the run in the top six last season. I don't think anybody expected coming, but I just I still feel that there is there is something worth sticking with with Johnson. I do feel that we're still really light recruitment wise. We could do with strengthening a few few areas, but I've I've seen I've not seen it enough. But in terms of games like Luzern last week, you know Celtic before the end of last season, <coughs> the Hearts game at home when this team clicks, they're really really good to watch. And I just think that we need to give them a bit more time. Does, maybe get another two, three bodies in, in the window and the, we could see the team maybe going on those kind of runs consistently. Does Lee Johnson get a free pass against Aston Villa? Because, let's be honest, 
Your budget, their budget, uh, night and day. It's like your show fee and Simon's show fee. Exactly, and that's the way it should be. Uh, but does he get a free pass on this one, Craig? It's difficult because, like you say, the budgets are, you know, enormously different. I, I'm of the mind that, and you know, people might think I'm delusional for saying it, but there's always a chance. You're delusional. No. <laughs> I knew it's he'd not. say that, Craig. He's a cynic. <laughs> it's not. That it's very, very difficult for us to, to progress in the tie. I do believe us being at home in the first leg gives us a bit more of an opportunity. I wouldn't fancy us coming back to Easter Road after the second leg, you know, with the second leg if the first leg was away. But no, a free pass, It's people are going to be looking for it to be kept respectable, I suppose. But stranger things have happened in football. What are you going to do if John McGinn scores? <laughs> I, I Polite know, applause. Would you no, would you allow yourself? Not not for the duration of the ninety minutes. No, I think everybody knows the esteem that John McGinn's held in by Hibs fans. But for those uh, hundred and eighty minutes, it'll be it could be as well wearing a maroon jersey with a hearts badge on it for all oh, I care. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> um, Simon, it is great though, isn't it? It's just it's a brilliant. Showcase early in the season. What what you know? I was talking about Battle of Britain. It's it's got all the makings of that big occasion. Is, as, as Hugh says, yeah. the, the budget disparity is off the scale. Aston Villa were a very good English Premier League team last yeah. season. Unai Emery knows and, a thing or two and, and about winning stronger in this year. So I mean, it's going to be tough, isn't it? It is going to be tough, but I, I would suggest this is Hibbs's reward for qualifying for Europe. Yes, they want to go, go beyond this, but realistically. The difference in budgets is going to dictate this tie. This is, you know, they've got through that the other night and this is the reward. They've got a home and away tie. They'll take a, thousands of fans down to Birmingham for the, the second leg. Uh, and it is the reward so to go and enjoy it. Go and pit your wits against a team in the English Premiership. It doesn't happen very often. So I think that's, and anything you get from it's a bonus, you know, it probably is a free hit for them. Mm, don't want a sore one though, do you? No, you don't. You yeah. want to go and give a good account of yourselves. That's where uh, Hugh is asking if it's a free pass. It's not It's not so much a free pass in that term. You have to go and give a good account yeah. of yourselves. But I, I don't think anybody really expects Hibs to put Aston Villa out. I think there's a real sense of occasion about this. Yeah. We've got a Hibby in the family. And he texted me to say that he's booked up, they're off to Birmingham, and he expects to be accompanied by 5,000 Hibs fans. Like That's what I'm saying, Hugh, this is the reward. Yeah. This, this I'm is jealous, their... I'd quite like a bit of that. Like Craig, yeah. they, they'll believe that anything is possible, but in their deepest subconscious, they know they are bang up against it. Uh, Craig, do you think your relative optimism is shared among your, your fellow Hibs fans or do you think some are fearing the worst? No, there will be some fearing the worst. I mean, you just need to look at the attacking talents that Aston Villa have got at their disposal. You know, they've just, I think, they maybe spent about, what, 35, 40 million on Diaby from Leverkusen in the summer. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of amount of money getting spent on just on one player, I think Hibs would need to be trading six years in a row to make that, that sort of level of turnover never mind being able to spend it on a player so uh, but can he do ones. it can he do it at least on a Wednesday night though that's the point well we'll soon find out <laughs> we will there's going to be I know there's a Aston Villa being given the sort of minimum allocation possible for tickets so I believe they're only getting just over a thousand so it'll be a sold out 
Easter Road and like I said before there's been stranger things happening in football we will find out thank you very much to Craig you can find Craig on the Hibs Ramble podcast as well and we'll try and get him back on on Monday if Hibs go out the cup to Wraith Rovers because <laughs> it's been that type of uh, period for Hibs hasn't it thank you very much to Craig we're going to bring in John who's a Rangers fan some big questions I know on paper it goes down as a fairly straightforward tie with no disrespect to George Bowie and all those Morton fans out there but what does that mean Rangers fans do you pick the PSV team tomorrow to try and get them up to speed or whatever the phrase is or do you rotate things try and give other people some games I know PSV aren't playing this weekend as an example uh, so get in touch and we'll speak to John the Rangers fan next oh you're kidding me on Yeah, it was Lorna, the post lady on today's cash register. She was picking up her grandson when she got the call from Gary. Oh my god! Indeed. That's, that's just pretty much how you would react, isn't it? She said it's her daughter's birthday over the weekend, huge celebrations ahead, and now it's your chance to win 26,000 on Monday when we make the next call, but you have to be in the draw. So text yes to 61025, Y-E-S to 61025. If you get the call after 3pm on Monday the 21st of August, answer within five rings, make sure you know the correct amount. Text are £2 plus your standard network rate, online entries £2, or call 0330-880-4523. And those calls are charged at a standard rate. It is over 18s only, and lines close 3pm Monday the 21st of August. So all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So for your chance to win £26,000 on Monday, text YES to 61025. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here both waiting for you to get in touch we've given a fair bit of praise to those Edinburgh sides for last night deservedly so uh, maybe more where that came from if you decide on the phones big day uh, a big what's well, a big night it starts tonight doesn't it the League Cup games kicking off uh, and tomorrow Morton come to Ibrox so let's bring in John who is a Rangers fan John uh, and let me correct something actually from before the break because I'm glad that Scott got in touch to put me right PSV don't play in between the two Rangers games they do play this weekend but they have the weekend off anyway uh, it does feed into the question John are you trying to warm up for PSV by playing the strongest team or you want to see some so-called fringe players given more of a chance uh, even in uh, Gordon uh, Hugh and Simon no. Uh, first of all, if I get to a point, uh, we're still in Alvin well tonight because uh, Dan Young's a manager and went to my high school, a local lad, and managing against the team that he used to play for. So I wish him, wish him well tonight. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, for Hearts and Hibs as well, it's been a wee bit of a good factor to Scottish football mm-hmm. how well the Nationals team is doing and for our uh, club teams to be doing well, well can only be a good thing as well. Absolutely. But with that, I'll get to my... My point. Uh, I know what Hugh was saying about uh, first eleven the morrow play against Tuesday, but we've got a massive squad. And there's a lot of players there that have not really kicked the ball much this season. But Stirling, I'd like to see him coming at right back for Tavernier. Uh, Hadji's not done much this season. You got Tom Lawrence's in roofs. I don't know how fit they are, but I'd like to see them getting a game because if we're just going to go with the first eleven every week, it's no. Well, these players are going to be kicked kicking myself on the bench and we'll get in the squad so as much as I'd like to uh, 
see a dress rehearsal for Tuesday. I think these players need to get minutes as well. But I don't know what you think. Well, you know, my point of view, John, is that why pass up on an opportunity? The, the whole object of the exercise for Michael Beale when bringing in nine new players is to get them to jail as quickly as possible. Nothing on the horizon is more important than a, a good result against PSB Eindhoven because Rangers would welcome the financial boost from qualification for the Champions League and the prestige that goes with it. You've got Morton on Saturday, PSB on Tuesday. I'd be playing, and with the greatest respect to Morton, I'd be playing my strongest team, looking to get goals, looking to boost confidence and take that confidence into the game against PSV. There is another way to look at this though because what is the strongest team at the moment? So that, that maybe confuses things. Are you, you know, is there one? Is, is there a standout? Because I think particularly the front players have had yeah. a bit of attention um, and we, we spoke was last Saturday when we were in, you know, Sima and Matondo sort of changed the game for yep. Rangers when they came on against Livingston. Sima was able to play midweek. Matondo wasn't. Um... <laughs> There was the, the big chance missed from Danilo. I would take the view that Michael Beale, in his own mind, has a suspicion of what his best eleven should be, and he has to follow his instincts. So you think that this is the this is the way to get them up to speed? Then, without oh. doubt, I mean, I do understand that players like Haji need game time. However, you have a priority here, and the priority is to get a good result against PSV, who are clearly having taken seven goals off Sturm Graz over two legs. A very good team. Your priority is to get the best result you can at Ibrooks and hold on to it when you get to the Netherlands. What do you think, John? Is there a case particularly, particularly easy for me to say, that that front line, there's been a lot of criticism aimed their way, whether it's unfair or not, that's a different argument, but um, could, could some of them benefit from, from more game time ahead of PSV? I mean, a bit... They play tomorrow and say they get that confidence. Maybe no disrespect to Morton, the front three score a goal, a couple of goals, and it gets our confidence up. But whatever we play that eleven in the morning, two or three players get injured. So you've got to find the balance. I mean, a lot of Rangers fans I'm speaking to, we've kind of been written off against PSV as we were last year, as we have been in the past in Europe. So I don't know what's going to happen to because it's a new team. Uh, Nine new players come in, but we've done well in Europe in the last couple. I mean, we went into the Champions last year and we got we got embarrassed. You know what I mean? So I think it's more financial for us to get into the Champions League. If we went into Europa League, it wouldn't be the worst thing to get in there and win games. But, but John, we need let, let me ask Simon to you, um, hypothetically, there's a lot going on here. If you were a new player yeah. who had gone into the Rangers team, yes. would, you, would you welcome a break a rest no. you would rather play no I was just thinking about the question there when, when Hugh was talking about it and trying to put myself in it's that early in the season you're at a new club they're trying to build relationships that midfield to front I thought Rangers were very good in the second half the other night deserved the win uh, I would want to play I, I know what John's saying there but there's always the risk of injury There's, I mean you could get injured in training there's always the risk uh, I think Michael Beale will have his team for PSV, I would suggest, already in his head. It's just where he, where he goes with it tomorrow against Morton. Will he play it from the start? Will he, will he tweak it again? I don't know, but I, th I think to answer your question, Gordon, if I was a player 
especially one of the new guys that was just trying to make my mark, I would want to play the game. I would want to start the game, maybe get an hour, get the get the the, the result in the bag uh, if you can, and then maybe take you know a little bit of a rest. But I would I would, I would want to start mm. the game. If you adopt that philosophy of oh they might get injured. Then when Rangers go to Ross County next yeah. weekend, do you do you rest them in case they yeah. get injured before the Celtic game? You, 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 like you could step out in the training pitch and get injured. I, I don't it's think not, that's and the problem is look, I appreciate this sometimes veers towards disrespect for your opponent when it's not meant to be that. But I think that the distinction would be if you can't do that in a home tie against a team from the division below, then you'll yeah. never be able to. It is a bit different than going away to it should be different from going away to Dingwall in the, in the league. Well, you know, Rangers, we always have to begin by saying no disrespect to Morton, but they are from a lower division. They're playing a, a team, we're talking about budgets. I mean, they are Aston Villa to Hibs in terms of budget. And the rest. And only George Bowie believes that Morton have a chance. And Dougie, at, I'm sure. And he's phoned uh, yeah, in before. Yeah. Dougie, come on, give us a call. Stand <laughs> up to listen There's him. more chance of me getting George <laughs> Bowie to start the GBX tomorrow night with Tony Bennett than there is of Morton getting anything at Ibrooks. You know these statements sometimes come back to bite you. But anyway, thank you very much to John. Let's bring in Gary and see what he thinks about tomorrow with PSV in mind. Gary? Hi, Paro, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, it's just to, to do with the lineup. I think there's a, I wouldn't go for a full change of the, the full squad. Uh, I'd look to, to maybe rest a few players that I thought looked a bit leggy. I thought Cantwell over the last two games towards maybe the last 20 minutes has looked a wee bit leggy and I, I would give him a rest and maybe bring somebody like Tom Morrison give him some minutes uh, and I'd quite like to see Tav get a bit of a rest as well and bring Sterling in uh, and the only other one I would maybe look to change is Butland for McCrory because if we don't bring him in for the cup games what's the point in him staying here he may yeah. as well go somewhere to get first team football it's what he's trying out for Yeah, some, uh, Peter sent me his team for tomorrow he had McCrory in it Simon sometimes you you see that and I wonder then if mm. Gary is pointing out guys that have been there before and so you kind of know what you're getting even yeah. though Todd Cantwell <clears throat> relatively new James Tavernier for years like when is James yeah. Tavernier going to get a break I think what, something, would those ones make a bit yeah, more sense I, I think something like that would make sense uh, bringing the lad Sterling in uh, as you say you know what you're getting with Tavernier and I'm I'm talking about more the kind of midfield to front guys who are, are just trying to find their rhythm, try to find the goals, try to find that kind of blend moving forward. I think these guys need to stay in the team and get to, you know, learn each other, learn off each other. Where do they make the runs? Where do they like it around the corners? Things like that. Relationships getting built. I think it's more for these guys rather than because. I yeah. like for like with a, a fullback. Because Gary, it has to be said, we're getting to that uncomfortable territory for me. I'm always about championing the the wee teams in this. Rangers can't afford to have any anything even close to a slip up in the cup. So, I, I, although we are talking about PSV in the squad, is that are we in danger of sort of looking beyond the the challenge of Morton? Yeah, I, I would say you've always got to take everything you come up against. On the day, it's, it's one of those ones you don't want to write them off. We know there's a gulf in class there. Obviously, there's a gulf in finances. Morton themselves won't, won't be expecting it getting out of the game, but obviously they'll go into it hoping, just hoping it's one of their lucky days. We didn't expect Kilmarnock to get, get in on the first day, and obviously we know how that ended. So there is always a chance for Morton to, to cause an upset. I wouldn't expect it, but it could 
And thanks a lot Gary Interested to hear your thoughts Let's squeeze one more in Before the news Billy is a Rangers fan What's your point tonight Billy? How are you doing lads? Uh, the Rangers front Front, front line mm-hmm. I mean with a trick You know saying the boy Shackley Because I've not seen Anything up that forward line It's actually impressed me For the money they spent Interesting you, Is this inspired by Hearing Lauren Shankland on here? No Just, just I generally I think the picked him up For a Between 3 and 4 million pounds And we spent Nearly 10 million pounds In a forward line And it doesn't impress me yet I know it's the early days I'm still to find their feet But I don't see anything there I don't, don't see any much movement At all of them Usual well, caveat you It is early But yeah, You never know uh, Lauren Shankland Even before <coughs> last night And the, the The drama Of Tynecastle uh, against Rosenberg He was mentioned in association with Rangers uh, Our own Kenny Miller Mentioned Martin Boyle in association with Rangers uh, He thought he might be a potential goal scorer uh, It's an old path For clubs like Rangers and Celtic To go to teams like Hibs and Hearts And take their best players uh, But I have to think Billy That Michael Beale doesn't have him on the radar Otherwise he'd have done something about it by now Yeah I think well, clearly Simon But that's I'm not sure that's the way you frame the challenge Right now I don't know if Danilo and Dessers and the rest of them are thinking that They need to prove they're better no. than Lauren Shanklin But to fans like Billy <coughs> Prove Rangers need to prove that they've spent that money wisely It yeah, is yeah. early But I think it's, it's fair we've not, seen, we've not seen much yet no. But it is early we, have, we haven't I mean I watched the, the game At Rugby Park And Nobody impressed me Rangers were yep. poor on the day uh, But at the same time You have to acknowledge That it is It's the first game of the season These guys are new to the team New to the club uh, It's a big club to come into and, and get accustomed to Handling the pressure You've got to give them time I mean Shankland's a fair shout uh, From Billy I, I think Shankland is maturing into a player you touched on him there for, for Scotland I think he'll have his eyes on that at the end of the season should we get to the finals if he can keep that form up throughout the season for Hearts uh, but Michael Beale when I was on the show in the summer he'd signed it was either Dessers or Lammers I said at the time there'd be more strikers coming in which has proved to be the case so would it be overload you know to bring another one I think he's went with the, these guys he's put his trust in these guys and you have to give them time are you willing to give them a bit more time, Billy, or is you short on patience? No, see, they're close to the time, but I just thought uh, Shatland would have been a better bet. To me, he's went for uh, remember quantity and quality. I mean, with Shatland, to me, you've got 25 goals in a Rangers team, they bother. I'm not saying other boys will no, no hit their feet running because it's as early doors, but I see no movement after them. I don't see any, every boy's a cross ball coming into them. I know it's no their fault, but there's no movement. I'm not coming wanting the ball, just waiting for the ball. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see who plays this weekend And who plays against PSV and all the rest of it Morton fans, it be nice to hear from you Stick up for your team uh, Thanks to Billy, it is that time of the night already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Come on then, Beat the Pundit time It's been, an, <laughs> it's been a funny old week on Beat the Pundit The, pund- the pundits are close, I believe The pundits are having a nightmare season Well, most- Sorry, Yes. The li- yeah. The other bear about. The listeners are close. Yeah, the yeah. listeners are close. Mostly DL and Wilson, who've huh. both lost this week. Yes. Marvin Bartley got a zero last week. Did he win this week? He did win this week. Right, Your okay. old sparring partner on a right. Wednesday night. Did he, how did he take it? Graciously as well. No, ever? never. <laughs> what about DL? What was it? Iceberg, Elfsberg, Iceberg. or whatever. And he was trying to claim the point Iceland. for Elfsborg 
last night So if you fancy Beat the Pundit You need to call before 7 You've got a couple of minutes 01419511025 And you could take on Hugh or Simon next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB If you're just joining us We have been giving some well-deserved praise To Hearts and Hibs after their Euro success We have been debating what type of team Rangers should pick Against Morton tomorrow And if you want to join in on those topics Please do If you want to move on Celtic fans This might be the perfect time for you to get in touch Stephen Welsh got a new long term contract today What is your reaction to that news? He's also picked up a knock by the way So would you throw Lager Bielka in for his debut Away to Kilmarnock Or would you save that for a different type of fixture? Let us know right now We've got Friday Night Football in the League Cup as well But let's play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time I'm looking forward to it Because this season has been remarkable The whole point is the pundits should win more often than not (laughs) And they have, but not much more often than not this season It is very close Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel have both lost this week so Marvin won on Wednesday I assume Oh Andy Halliday got an 8 on Monday yeah. So eight. again wow. It's down to the Friday club To rescue the week Okie doke You've See, been here before Don't yeah. need any extra pressure See there's Cabbage and ribs There's Jam tarts And then there's Absolute tripe And I come <laughs> into the third category <laughs> We will see Tonight's contestants Jamie and East Kilbride. How's it going Jamie? Alright how's things? Yeah have you ever played before? No Good man You do alright when you play at home though? Aye, oh, oh, I beat them all the time ah, That's what everyone says, I like that Anyway, let's <laughs> get ready Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans And tails, it will be Simon Donnelly And it is tails, Simon Donnelly Against Jamie, who's a Celtic fan <laughs> It is an all-Celtic affair Let's give Simon some greatest hits <clears throat> radio to listen to, please Jamie's just clearing his throat, getting in the zone Jamie, 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Good man, 30 seconds then going on the clock And your time starts now Name any Rangers player in the current squad Who started against Progress Niederkorn 2017 uh, Lundstrom Who did Celtic beat in last season's League Cup semi-final? Oh, Which Scottish team did John McGinn play for before Hibs? Pass Who's the only French side to win the Champions League? Leon. The son, oh. the son of which former Celtic player scored for Copenhagen on Tuesday? Henrik Larsson. Aaron Ramsey joined Rangers on loan from which Italian team? Juventus. Okay, let's bring back Simon Donnelly if we can. Simon, can you hear us? Yes, I was enjoying Wham there. Don't mess this up, okay? <laughs> yep. 30 seconds on the clock, your time starts now. Name any Rangers player in the current squad who started against Progress Niederkorn in 2017. Pass. Who did Celtic beat in last season's League Cup semi-final? Kilmarnock Which Scottish side did John McGinn play for before Hibs? St Mum Who's the only French side to win the Champions League? Marseille The son of which former Celtic player scored for Copenhagen on Tuesday? King of Kings, Henrik Aaron Ramsey joined Rangers on loan from which Italian team? Juve Name either side competing in Sunday's Women's World Cup final England Jamie, have you done enough? Mm, thank you, just beat me there So when you say you usually always beat them at home Thinking <laughs> what didn't go to plan tonight 
You sound disappointed, Gordon. <laughs> Not at all. Listen, we can't afford to give any more of the same balls away. We've actually put one there, you are, in all its glory. In the, the live stream you can see it Sitting on top of a Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard mug That doesn't come it's, we're, we're not that well off right? The mug is not included It is just the ball I don't know if it will be a ball for Jamie None of you I'm surprised at this I was going to say Ryan Jack Is that wrong? Jack and Jack. Tavernier Yeah stupid. Jamie went stupid. It was the first question And I just Panicked yeah. None of you Panicked. got it right Who did Celtic beat In last season's League Cup semi You both got Kilmarnock So it's one all John McGinn played for St Mirren Before Hibs 2-1 Simon Donnelly Did he not get that? He didn't I was worried for him At this Jamie. point <laughs> Jamie Jamie you yep. sound very young How young are we talking? I'm 27 Oh you're right You're, you're not that young You can. You should still remember John McGinn at <laughs> St Mirren But see if you think about it John McGinn was actually At St Mirren like longer ago than you would think was what I was I was trying to take him out at him. Did he did he pick somebody? Did he go for something or pass? No, I think he passed. Um the only French team to win the Champions League is Marseille. Yeah, no, Jamie, it's a pressure though. Three one to Simon. You both got Henrik Larson, you both got Aaron Ramsey. So Jamie wasn't done yet. He wasn't going down without a fight, but Simon is still two in front. Jamie ran out of questions and Simon got England against Spain. So there we are. It's a score. 6-3 win for Ooh, Simon resounding, Donnelly. Resounding 6-3. Well done. Unlucky, Good Jamie. Hard lines, Jamie. Uh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> is, it that, is it that much harder when the pressure's on? Is it, Jamie? Is it much harder when the pressure's on? Uh, definitely is, I. I think it's that clock ticking away in your ear. I don't even think I would like that, and I'm used to it. Are you not for Lager Bielka playing on Sunday then, Jamie, in case the pressure gets them? <laughs> Definitely no, I think the big man will be alright. Yeah, I'd certainly throw him in myself. Yeah. It's, it's a strange time, isn't it, Jamie, for Celtic's defence? Because you've got obviously Carter Vickers sort of nailed on, first choice, everybody loves him. Aye, he's put, he's, you know, he's to be assessed in the next couple of weeks. Um, the, the Verotsky in, Starfelt's gone. Lager Bielka, I mean, is, is he going to have to play now? Because I don't know, Stephen Welsh looks like he's injured as well. So you'd have no concerns, you'd pitch him straight in yeah. for a debut at Rugby Park, would you? Um, definitely I'm no no really convinced that Water would do it at centre half I know he sort of filled in there in pre-season but there was, was a few weaknesses there and you don't really want to be going out um, in the second round of the mm. literal the cup so I, early after holding it so. I think you just have to start earning their corn you know the Celtic paid £7.5 million for Navrotsky and Lagerbielka yeah Navrotsky so. will play though I think the question's about Lagerbielka See, I, isn't I, it I, I think when you when you said that the Celtic were assessing Carter Vickers over <clears> the next couple of weeks, it, it, it was that a Brendan Rodgers statement today? today? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play the clip for you. It's a, it's not an. I know that doesn't necessarily clear things up for for the Celtic fans who would be looking for a hard, fast. He will be back fit on this date, but we did speak to Brendan Rodgers today. He says Lagerbielka could indeed make his debut. With Carter Vickers ruled out, uh, and Stephen Welsh has also picked up a knock on the day he signed his new deal. I thought that yeah. Carter Vickers. No, let's let's hear from Brendan Rogers here. Sorry. Yeah, great for him. He picked up a little bit of a knock today, which was a shame for him, considering obviously just signing his deal and, and announced that. So, uh, but yeah, really pleased for him. He's he's a guy that loves uh, Celtic, loves playing here. Uh, he's been a you know been a great player within the squad over these last number of years maybe not played as much as what he would have liked but he's hard very much here and uh, I'm delighted for him that he's committed to signing. Give us an update on Cameron Carter-Vickers and Rio from the weekend. Yeah just obviously not available for, for this weekend so we just have to assess them and 
uh, see how they are over the coming weeks. I have a suspicion that Carter Brickers might be more serious than Brendan Rodgers is letting on. I thought when Aberdeen scored their goal last Sunday at Pataudry's, he looked way, way off the pace uh, and looked to be in a bit of discomfort and that's why Stephen Welsh came on second half. and did hamstring, very wasn't well. it? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I actually thought that the goal was well because it was very uncharacteristically... You know, he got caught out with the flight of the ball and mm. I thought he was... It, I might be wrong, but it looked as if he might have been nursing something at yeah. that point. I think that there's a, a, every justification. Unless, Especially a hamstring. It's, mm. Unless oh. Liam Scales, who's another defender that's there. Well, so uh, is Kobayashi, but it, doesn't, it just doesn't... You don't get the vibes no, that, that no, they no, two could, he's could not realistically really come featured. in. He's not been anywhere close. No, I think it, if Welsh had been fit and hadn't picked up that knock, I think he would have played. But I think this, I think the new lad will play. Yeah, I go back to the point. You've paid £7.5 million to get the two of them in. There is a need for a defensive partnership at Kilmarnock and that they are just going to have to be it. Baptism mm. of fire, people will call it, but that's the way it is in football. I, I, I'm not saying it's right. You just sometimes in football see that the, the, the debut gets sort of carefully selected and... Look, Celtic still go there as overwhelming favourites for sure, but it just it's got a few different aspects of, of potential trickiness, doesn't it? In terms of it, you know, at Kilmarnock, the way yeah. they've started the season, <clears throat> yes, everyone always talks about the pitches. Is there anything in that at all as to why you wouldn't you wouldn't pitch a central defender into that? Why you that? wouldn't put him in? No, I don't think so. Unless there was something specifically in his makeup that you couldn't deal with those type of pitches, but I, I don't see that being the case. And as Hugh says, he's needed. I think he's needed at the weekend. I think it will be a difficult... Kilmarnock have got off to a really good start. It will be a difficult one for Celtic to get down there. I think he's needed. Mm. Jamie, what did you make of Stephen Welsh getting a new long-term contract? Such bad luck as well. He's injured on the same day. Um, and I see you social media photos doing the rounds of him in some hospital waiting room with a big protective boot on. Uh, no such thing as medical privacy these days by the looks of it. Um, did that surprise you, Jamie? Did you think Stephen Welsh had a long-term future? Uh, it did surprise me. I thought he was actually going to go out and loan, to be honest. I didn't think we would have sold him. But I still do think it's a good um, a good contract extension because he, he's not going to push Vickers or even the Rocky out the road. But I still believe that he's, he's good for backup. Like, say, unfortunately, he's injured. But I think he could have played a role um, on Sunday. Um, no, I definitely think mm. he's a good enough defender. You've seen him called upon it the weekend. That was a really... Tricky uh, game up at Pataudry And he's called upon at half time And Aberdeen put Celtic under a bit of pressure I thought he had a good 45 It's a, it's a heck of a show of faith Clearly from Brendan Rodgers specifically yeah. isn't it? I don't think it's too much of a stretch To say that if Ange Postacoglu Remember him Was still in charge Stephen Welsh wouldn't have been given a four year deal Would he? It's a guy who played no. six times for Celtic mm. last season um, he played early on in Angie's first season at Celtic and yeah. they lost at Livingston and uh, he took a fair share of the blame for the Livingston goal and then they lost at uh, St Mirren and uh, he was playing that day. Um, I think that Brendan Rodgers specialises in putting an arm round players and getting more out of them than previous managers have done and the best example so far this season is David Turnbull and he clearly, Brendan Rodgers, thinks that Stephen Welsh has a long-term future at Celtic Park. However, he's injured, and Sunday there is a cup at stake. There is one-third of Celtic's treble at stake, and if it has to be Lagabielka and Navrotsky, 
that's the way it has to be. Were you, were you surprised, Simon, when you heard that today? And that, like I say, this is all sounds very unfair on Stephen Welsh to rub salt in his wounds when he's literally injured. I just mean more to go from six games last season to a four-year contract. If I'd, if I'd asked you at the start, if I'd asked you in the summer, will Stephen Welsh receive a? I'm, I'm sure you would have said no. Listen, if you'd asked me in the summer about David Turnbull, I could have probably mm. said it looks as if you know he'll move on to pastures new. Uh, it didn't really surprise me. I listened to Brendan Brendan Rogers' comments today about Stephen Welsh. I think he sees him as a good squad player. I don't think he's ever going to shift the two in front again. That's down to him and how he, he performs. I thought last week when he came on. He had to answer a few questions. A, a, a testing situation, 45 minutes in, I think it was 2-1 at the time. Mm-hmm. They had to defend a lot yeah. in that second half and I think he stood up to it. So yeah. I think Rogers sees something in him, you mm-hmm. know, that's valuable, obviously, to give him the contract, that back up. Yeah. But I think he will be back yeah. up because you, you look at the two that have come in and Carter Vickers when he's fit. It might be a crude comparison because my only metric is appearances, right? But And, I know, and again, I know every... Players got different availability issues, but David Turnbull played thirty-eight times for Celtic last season. Uh-huh. I feel like I do feel like the Stephen Welsh one has come out of yeah of a left field a bit more. It has to be down to the return of Brendan Rodgers because he was drifting at Celtic Park, Stephen Welsh, and Brendan Rodgers likes what he sees. And I think to underline Simon's point, he's not going to take the place of seven point five million pounds worth of defenders, but he is valued by Brendan Rodgers as David Turnbull is valued by Brendan Rodgers I still think the Celtic fans are looking for another couple of signings I think there's a a need for backup for Kyogo if Kyogo falls on the two bob carpet that Kilmarnock call a pitch and that shoulder is damaged then you know where does Celtic go for a replacement I think they need a replacement not a replacement for Kyogo they need backup for Kyogo and I still think need a goalkeeper we've got three goalkeepers and for me none of them are up to it for this season Thank you very much to Jamie on 01419511025 certainly going to be a fascinating fixture Celtic don't have you know been through this before they are serial winners of cup competition Simon you have to pretty much beat everybody at some point I just Obviously, at this stage, a way to kill you just looks like it's one of the trickier ties that could have come <laughs> it out, is, isn't it? Yeah. And because since the draw was made, you then we now know how Kilmarnock have started the season. Four points off Rangers and Hearts. Yeah, and they've limited, I think they're limited. I watched the Hearts game, it wasn't a particularly great game. They limited them to one effort and goal. I think it was the same with Rangers, who were poor on the day. So, yeah, it's, it's not an easy tie, but again, you know, Celtic have... They've started the season with six points out of six without hitting the heights, but I thought last week was a real contest up at Pataudry. They've come out with the three points. A difficult one, but I, I still see Celtic having enough there. But yeah, on another day, you'd want a home tie. I think Derek McKenna's tried a bit of psychology there, with, uh, going back to the, the semi-final, G. Akamakis uh, on due right. He's right. It was a penalty. <laughs> Why it wasn't awarded is beyond me. Uh, but I think it was psychology for this weekend to try and get his players going against Celtic. It's going to be a very interesting afternoon at Rugby Park. And there we are. You never get away from certain debates. On Clyde One Super Scoreboard, it was ticket allocations last night. It's plastic pitches on the subject of Lager Bielka debut. Alex says, on that mess of a pitch, great introduction to Scottish football. Well, it doesn't matter where they're playing 
who they're playing. Mm. Celtic have a need created by injury to Cameron Carter-Vickers and Stephen yeah. Welsh. And if there is a reluctance to play Liam Scales and a dependence on £7.5 million pounds worth mm. of Navrotsky and Lagabielka, then and that's what they're for. Daniel, who's watching on the live stream, and thank you for doing so, says Lagerbielka's old team, Elfsborg. Are you listening, Gordon D.L.? <laughs> Elfsborg. Elfsborg. Uh, playing an artificial pitch It's the perfect That's what I was debut. about to say When you said they're about Welcome to Scotland But mm-hmm. these Scandinavian leagues Do have a lot of I, You're going to say a butt here No I, I just I can I can almost just hear the next step at, Ah but Kilmarnock's is worse than theirs <laughs> You know that, that That tends to be what we get I don't You know I know that some of the pitches In Scandinavia are, you know, Seem to be perfect And everybody Sort of likes them And embraces them We don't um, mm. And whether that's because It is worse or whatever We can leave that for uh, another day, let's quickly because we're about pushed for time. But let's bring in William on the line. William, hello, good evening, guys. How are oh, you doing? Good, thanks. It's just a wee point you was making about seven, seven million pounds and a half there. You know, I was, I was just thinking to myself, where well, how much would uh, Celtic sell uh, Stephen Mills for? Uh, I think he's probably worth worth between three and five anyway. You know, so you're talking about him being backup, and I don't think he's. I know he had there was interest. From Italy a, a, a season ago or so, you know. So I'd be interested to ask you how much you think Celtic would actually sell uh, Stephen oh. Mills for, because I think I think it would be I think it'd be a few million anyway, you know. So well, compared- I, I don't think he has the the numbers uh, in terms of first team appearances to justify a five million pound fee. However, all transfers are dependent upon how much the buying club is willing to pay. Uh, but I don't think Celtic would get what you're uh, thinking. It's so tough because you, you, we we always overlook the, the the factors that do play a part. Whether it be the length of contract, for instance, if you if you were to sell Stephen Welsh today, you need someone to essentially kind of buy out. If you like, you know the the four years <clears throat> that, that that's yeah. the way you would look at it. Um, but in in a more general, what is a player worth? Sense Williams, I think you get five million. Not quite a lot. William? Uh, do I think I'd get five, five million? Well, you suggested uh, it. I don't know. I think between three and five, it would be a decent place mm. for Stephen Melch. I don't think, I don't, I think he's a very decent uh, defender. Yeah. He's, he's at the right age, you know, and, and as Simon said there, he came on and, and handled Aberdeen fine last year, you know, and he's he's had a few European experiences. I know it's not like he's... he's uh, He's not had a lot of appearances for Celtic. He's been he's been around for two or three years now, you know, and he's been in and out of the team. And he's got a lot of caps under him, you know. So I don't I don't think I don't think he's not a bad he's not a, mm-hmm. he's not he's not a bad defender, you know. I, I think he's I think he's a good defender. Why do you think Ange Postecoglou ignored them then? I think he was settled on his two. I think uh, with the way Ange, Ange Postecoglou played played the system. He played. I think he was settled on his centre half. You, aye. I, th- I think you. I, I don't think it was a case of Ange Postecoglou blanking Stephen. But I think he had Carter Vickers and Starfield mm-hmm. who were excellent. You have to shift them. Yeah, but you he have also. To come no, in. But he also signed Kobayashi. But Kobayashi never. Kobayashi never played a lot either. I know, he found that, it hard that, to break but those two. No, but the point is, he signed them to go above Stephen Welsh in the pecking order, whereas Brendan Rodgers sees it the other way around. Yeah. Clearly. But he's also brought another one in. Mm-hmm. He's also brought another one in. When, when I said Starfield left though. Yeah. Back up 
he's now going to have to shift these two. Yeah. By the way, his, his performance at the weekend doesn't do him any harm, but he's got to shift them and Carter Vickers. Carter yeah. Vickers is obviously cemented. William, thank you very much. It's 01419511025 and a full-time teaser is coming up next as well as Stirling Albion against Aberdeen. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly are here at 0141 We're going to build up to kick off in the first of our League Cup fixtures this weekend very shortly. I must admit, this Friday teaser. How, can I, how can I put this? How can I not offend you both? <laughs> I think it's a bit hard for you to. We're not going to get it right. What I really want to do is substitution Halliday and Hannah on Keevans and Donnelly off, right? right? Then it might be a bit more suitable. Start the car, Simon. Start the car. But we'll try, right? (laughs) We'll give it a go. Uh, And by the way, thanks to Craig and Moody's Burn for this. So let's set up the question. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Tackle your customer's spaces with made-to-measure wardrobes. Can you name five players that have scored in European finals between 1990 and 2020? Very specific. Um, I don't know if there's any since 2020, but there we go. And they've played in Scotland. So basically five players that have scored in a European final since 1990. Give or take. And have played in Scotland But it does not include the finals that Rangers and Celtic played in Okay, that would be easy for you <clears throat> Any that spring to mind? Did they uh, Answer this earlier on in the Beat the Pundit Did Sozy score for Marseille? No, but I kind of like your thinking It's mm. not as wild as I thought some of your answers might be Okay That's as good as it Alright, oh, well that, no, that is a worry Eh <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not saying this is or isn't a clue, but just as an example, as a starting point, you played with many good players at, at Celtic, Simon. Oh. <laughs> I've given that away. I was trying to be a bit more subtle. Van Hoydonk? Yes. Ah, See, that, that was barely a clue. I didn't have to say much. So he scored for Feyenoord in the 2001-2002 UEFA Cup final. Yeah, okay. He's played here, yeah? All good. Right. There we go. Hugh? Yeah, listen to Over him. to you, Hugh. Come on, Simon's doing all the heavy lifting here. One answer <laughs> And with a big clue <laughs> uh, And if Yeah So Basically mm. It is really tough I was trying to almost steer you In The right There's direction There's obviously a, a really old one what, what, I will, what I will say to you What I will say to you is There is a guy here Who scored In a European final at the start of the, the millennium, right? Uh-huh. 2000, 2001-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. But his appearance for the Scottish club was in the 80s. Ooh. So who might that be? Who had that type of longevity? They might have managed that. Incidentally, he's also the only Scotsman on the list. So the rest are foreign players. He's the only Scotsman on the list. So you're looking for This has turned into a Who am I Already You're looking for someone a Scotsman Who was playing here in the 80s And was still Playing in European finals In the early 2000s Gary Mack There we go Gary McAllister Motherwell and Liverpool There we go See 
I mean, I've had to hold your hand quite drastically, but yeah, there's only three to get all of a sudden. Uh, okay, uh, let's look ahead to the first of the Viaplay Cup fixtures. Some great fixtures across the weekend. We've obviously mentioned Rangers Morton, Airdrie Ross County, Livy, Ayr and St Mirren, Motherwell tomorrow, Hearts Thistle, Hibs Wraith, Kelly Celtic on Sunday, but it actually all starts tonight. One of the surprise packages of the group stages was Stirling Albion's performance and their prize is a home game against Aberdeen tonight. Dave Galloway is there. Can Stirling Albion do a Darville and dump the Dons out of the cup? That's the big question this evening, Gordon. Uh, certainly, the Beanos have made uh, a very good start to the season, which included thumping St Johnston 4-0 in Perth. Aberdeen are desperate, though, to ensure there's no huge upset here tonight in the League Cup. They've yet to win a competitive match in their season, which is only two games in, admittedly. But they can take positives from their performance in defeat to Celtic last weekend. Tonight, the hosts will line up. It looks like a 4-1-4-1. Blair Curry in goals. At the back, Adam Cummins, uh, Jordan McGregor, Paul McLean and Cammy Clark. And it's Kyle uh, Banner. Then Kieran Moore, Ross Davidson, Jack Leach and Lewis Milne. Dale Carrick up top. The subs for Albion. Weir, Dunsmore, Wiles, Cooper, Spence, Thompson, Simpson, Kanye Super and Meekin. Barry Robson promised to go with his strongest lineup, and that is exactly what he's done. No changes from the weekend game against Celtic. It's Keller Roos in goals, a back three of Nicky Devlin, Slobodan Rubetsik, and Jack McKenzie. Across the middle, Shaden Morris, Leighton Clarkson, Graham Shinney, and Ryan Duncan with Dante Povara playing off Boyan Majowski and Duke, the subs for the Dons this evening, Duan, Barron, Hayes, Sockler, Bissauen, Stewart, McDonald, Milne and Dadia. And your referee here is David Monroe and there's no VAR. Indeed not, Dave Galloway competing with a fairly well, lively I, I'm PA. going to say, it's very noisy in Burger King in Stirling. <laughs> oh, he's a wimpy man. Oh, is he? It's wimpy every it, Saturday. Anyway, um, you know, he'll see an Aberdeen win. You know, it, it would be a big blow to Barry Robson if they did not survive Stirling Albion. And as I say, Stirling Albion have got a long record of wins behind them and Darren Young has done a sensational job and they did go to Perth and take four off St Johnston. And they're much closer to Aberdeen than Darvill are in the footballing pyramid. Correct, but it would be a big psychological blow to Aberdeen if they were to suffer a Darvill and a Stirling Albion in the same I think the, it's, by the way, let's not make excuses for the Aberdeen team last season. It's not mm. like they picked 11, <clears throat> 11 guys off the beach and to play Darvel. It was yeah. still recognised players. But you can tell by that team that Barry Robson has picked just how seriously he's taking it. Well, it's a great chance to, for silverware for Aberdeen. You know, they're, they're one shot away from the quarterfinals. Darren Young, an old teammate of mine, you know, they have beat St. Johnson in the, the League Cup 4-0 early doors they'll fancy their chances they will but I think as you say Barry Robson's taking that very seriously with Duke and Majofsky both starting I was impressed with them at the weekend against Celtic I think they'll give a lot of teams problems that strike force this year so yeah I think Aberdeen I don't think it'll be straightforward though no you think there's a, there a, I think it'll be there tight. a chance I I think he, it'll be tight. he's not giving it a chance he's he never does no. yeah. any chance for you I think it'll be tight 
Okay, I told no, you. Before <laughs> I always no. say in the show, I've got a wee family connection to Stirling Albion, so I'm, I'm, you do, I'm, I'm, I'm going for the what? home side tonight, but what I is think it's again? ambitious. My brother-in-law Close plays for Stirling yeah, Albion. When, when people say... Darren's did well there. He's yeah, well he's done a good job. Uh, but when people say of Aberdeen that you know, Barry's taking it seriously, well, why ever not? Why yeah, wouldn't he take it seriously? This is Aberdeen Football the Club. Yeah. They're, you know, the, the league is beyond them. Therefore, there are only two cups that they can take. And he has to take it seriously and move on. Well, going to be an interesting one. That will keep an eye on it to see if we can get our first cup shock of the weekend. Will there be any more to follow? We will find out in the next couple of of days. David is on the line in Barhead. How's it going, David? I'm good, guys. How yourself? Not bad at all, not bad. What are you thinking tonight? I, I was really, I phoned earlier, it's just really to congratulate the, the teams who played in Europe this, uh, this week. I think they've all done Scotland proud. Um, Hearts had, had a tough go again against Rosenberg, who are by no means any mugs. And it's just, it's good to actually have all the teams going through to the next round and I just think they all deserve a congratulations for the way they played I'm happy with that yeah. like it David's a Rangers fan yeah. and just wants to offer his congratulations I think it's a fabulous week for us to, to look forward to Tuesday Rangers PSV Eindhoven Wednesday Hibs Aston Villa Thursday Hearts PAOK from Greece this, this stuff is terrific for us you know that we'll see how they get on I think the odds are against any of them. I include Rangers. Uh, but it's fabulous to have that kind of week to look ahead to. Aberdeen, of course. Talking about them in, in cup action tonight. Um, David, we can... Well, I was going to say we can. Michael Beale, I'm sure, will be hammering that message. You can't look beyond Morton. It's all about Morton. Um, how, how do you feel about the next, whatever that is, five, six days for your team? I think Morton, I think it's a chance for your your kind of middle to forward players to get more of an understanding of each other, okay? We're not no offence to Morton, but they're not gonna come up against quality defenders, but it is gonna give them a chance to get to know them better, to get a better understanding of another ninety minutes game together. Um, PSV it's a tall order, but we said that the last time we played them and we were lucky we rode our luck and we beat them so do you think it's a taller order this time David or much the same <sighs> to be honest I think it's taller I think we've bought great, a lot of players in who are still finding finding their feet and finding um, a link with the other players and I think PSV have already proven how, how much quality they've got when they hammered Stoom Gratz um, but at the end of the day the last time we played them we were going to get hammered and we got through so with a wee bit of luck if they don't play 100% and we play 110 then there's, there's no reason why we can't win Yeah I mean talking about that balance earlier of who plays tomorrow is it with PSV in mind are you trying to get more of an understanding or are you giving rests you can't always read into this I've seen it many times but Rabi Matondo did the press today mm -hmm. which just put him in my, my head thinking because he did get praised when he came on against Livy he then was not in the European he's not in the European squad so he couldn't yeah. play so I wonder if, if that's the type that, that you might see tomorrow see what is the yeah, point because you know, he would have deserved a, yeah. on one hand so he he's not in the European squad yeah, what's so the point in playing him then for me 
you know, well, you know, play someone who can play against PSB and he can't. Uh, I, I honestly think that you have to bear in uh, mind let, let that PSB... Double, let me double check that though, because the, the, the Rangers get to sub, resubmit a squad... I'll double check. Next, it was certainly, uh, well, yeah, it's per well, round, so he, he could he, he could in theory be added. I, th- I think I'll double check. Well, if he can be added and he's eligible to play against PSV, okay. If he's not eligible to play mm. against PSV, why mm. bother? No, Get yeah, somebody. No, no, I, who think, can. I think you can. I think it's I think it's per. I know round. that Livingston last week. I was interested in uh, Michael Beale's post-match comments, where he said there was a, a game in three parts. They got they got their goal early. Then scored what they thought was a second one, ruled off by uh, VAR, and then went into a long lull. And with 12 minutes to go, it was still 1 0. Uh, and then they got three goals. What do you think, David? Is there any room for the, the sort of more, the ones that made a bit more sense to the guys earlier? Was like, you know, James Tavernier, for instance, or is he just going to keep always playing? Um, I would like to see the, the boy Sterling get a, get a, get a, a game just to kind of settle them in. Um, Cantwell has, Cantwell and Raskin have been revelations since they came in Christmas. Are they due a rest? Can we afford to give them a rest? I think they need to, they need to get a link between either Dessers or Danilo or whoever's playing up front to get a better understanding of each other so that they, when they do play against PSV, they've got a better chance of, of creating chances of scoring goals. Okay, we'll leave it there, David. It was nice to hear from you, though. Much appreciated. Let's revisit this teaser. Oh, I'm Let's nervous. not. Um, <laughs> thanks to Craig and Moody's Burn for sending it in again. And remember, if you want to hear your question used, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. I'm sure it give you a bit of a kick. Just imagine Craig and Moody's Burn kicking back. And now you can watch as well as listen to the stress and strain that his question is putting on Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly. Can you name five players who've scored in a European final since 1990? And they've played at Scot- played in Scotland at some point, so it might be before that. Uh, and it doesn't include the finals that Celtic or Rangers played in. So don't give me Henrik Larsson or Joe Aribo as examples. You have got, with my help, Pierre Van Hooydonk and Gary McAllister. They're hard. They're, hard. they're, they're the easiest two. Oh, they're the easiest mm-hmm. two. Geo Van Sunis has got one. He's just sent me a picture. Says this chap. We need clues. What if you, throughout the course of the show, had indeed mentioned the team and one of his teammates, but you just hadn't got this guy? Oh, Basil Bolly. Basil oh, Bolly. There we go. Fantastic. Two to get, and we will try. I'm not holding out much hope. We'll try and get <laughs> them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly have been joined by a special guest in the studio would you look at this and look you can for the if you're watching recognise that voice anyone you maybe don't see this guy's face he does his live streams as well boom, boom. It's boom, yeah. boom. it is George Bowie he's getting ready for GBX and he's got his Morton strip on ready for tomorrow this guy Obviously, your old pal here, mm-hmm. he's been given Morton no chance all night. Well, they gave us no chance 10 years ago against Celtic when Dougie Emery, our now manager, stepped up and scored the penalty. Are any of the there. players who scored the, the, or played against <laughs> well, Celic 10 years ago played still tomorrow? there, isn't he? He's there, isn't he? he can't just, get on the park. Your problem is, Hugh, and let's just put this out there. You and I went to a Morton game once. Yes. And a sing-song uh, amongst the Morton fans... Inspired by you. In, ...ensued and... 
I think they led you to believe that you're involved in the financial sector. Correct. But they were not ba- singing banking. Hugh Keevan's yes. You're a Banker. <laughs> right, OK. I was, I was wondering where that was going. Is this, so have you got something against Morton because ever of this? Not at all. <laughs> he, he kept laughing at me that day. It went on forever. And the away ass. team uh, joined in. So I had two sets of fans. <laughs> Simon, I mean, I, I, I got a point. You, a sophisticated gentleman. I called you professional there. at the start. Of it was worse when you got home and the family joined in, though. That was no, that, that was, was that was just, just taking it. Too but they knew I was that when I left. So what was this? Match. Was he on like the centre circle? Or? No, no, we're no, just, just, in just in the, game, the stand. We just went down the game. We we're doing the breakfast show at the time, and uh, we decided to go to the game that night. And this, <laughs> this this should be Dougie Emery's proudest moment because I have tipped them to get absolutely. Hee-haw, as they say in Greenock. So, I've given you a wee chance now. Well, here's the thing, right? We went up against United in the first game of the season. Everyone said we get beat. We won. And then we went up against Wraith and everyone said, oh, we'll win, and we lost. So that's unpredictable. That, using that logic, I'm thinking... I don't do think it. that's logic, no. but I, I get where you're coming from. But you're right, I was there. I worked that night. Dougie Emery penalty. Virgil yep. van Dijk, part of the Celtic team. It's shown it's possible. It's, all it's, yep. it's possible. And you're yeah. going tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow and my wife's a Rangers fan so that Ooh. might cause problems when we beat them and I go home. Yeah. Are you wearing uh, the jersey during the GBX tomorrow? I will wear it all weekend. If did we you win, hear, I'll wear it all did, week. Did you hear it? His, his line earlier was he's got more chance of convincing you to open the GBX with Tony Bennett than Morton, <laughs> Morton Hamilton. Well, you never know. Who knows what's going to happen? There's one. Okay. If Morton win, yeah. will you remix Tony Bennett? I will put a donk game? in Tony Bennett just for Shugster. <laughs> It'll be great. I don't know if we're going to win. Look, we did all right. We've been really lucky. See, for a championship team, right, we've been really lucky with cup draws because mm. I think we've played Rangers twice and Celtic maybe four times in the past 10 years. And I think financially that's great for a, a small club mm. like Morton. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, there's not a lot of championship teams that have had that luck. Okay, we haven't had the luck on the park apart from that one time. The last time we Duffy played well. bemoans a couple of... Yeah. Moments in some of those games, I'm sure, in his time. The last season when we played Celtic, we were doing really well, and then they had that controversial penalty, of course, with Big Effie. Effie didn't have a great afternoon, though, did he? Yeah. That was part of the problem. But it was going great until that penalty, which I still, you know, we can argue all night whether it was a penalty or not. I don't think it was, but um, after that, we kind of fell apart, but we're mm. doing okay. Up Who to are him. you pinning your faith on in the Morton jersey tomorrow? Dougie Emery running well, on. Well, yeah, Dougie coming on, taking a penalty. Well, you know, Jai Katongo's back. He was great for his first time around, and yeah, he did. Can come up with a big goal, big occasion player. Yes. Robbie Muirhead's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Banging them in. Uh, um, so there we go. Yep. I think Mullen's going to be the busiest man on the park. I'm keeper, just looking so forward we'll to the, the Tony Bennett stuff. I think oh, that, I that's, that's the real victory here. You've got about five minutes to go and prepare for GBX. You want to go Guys, great you. you can wave and, um, to the cameras on your way out. In the nice. There we are, Josh <laughs> Bowie. Why not? The live stream here. You can see him in all his glory, and you can hear him as soon as we are finished. Uh, as well he actually can't get out the door I can hear no, him struggling with it it's good, good on him uh, right how are you faring on tonight's I've got one full time oh, teaser he's got one uh, okay the question is can you name five players who've scored in a European final since 1990 and they've played in Scotland at some point Pierre Van Hoydonk Gary McAllister and Basil Bolly. Fabrizio Ravinelli Wonderful Scored in the 95-96 Champions League For Juve And played for Dundee I just mentioned Jim Duffy, Jim Duffy side Didn't we exactly Yeah um, I like this tweet that came in Because I told you that Gio Van Suna Sent the picture of Who did he send the picture of? Basil Bolly It was um, And then Rangers 55 No 
ambiguity about who that tweeter supports um, says I after he signed I remember seeing him in the Solid Rock Cafe in the town he was wearing a fawn three piece suit with a dicky bow tie and cravat uh, everyone was staring and he didn't give a single you know a dicky bow tie and a cravat I remember playing against the guy that's a good point that would be quite something um, sounds like something you would wear did you play against them I did played you? against them yeah. there's a picture I look about five <laughs> and he's towering over me he was uh, like, I'm going to look uh, for that yep. okay. Google's Simon Donnelly and Basil Bolly Basil Bolly you talk amongst yourselves yep. well I have a must to have a look um, yeah he was pretty tough there's a couple I can see him flying into a tackle and, and you're right yeah I mean he, he looks he's behind like kind of towering over me no, no that one's no, a kind no, of sliding no. tackle that right. one fouling me probably um I think he wins the ball quite clearly. Anyway, you've got one more on the teaser. It is the hardest of the lot. But we'll, we need we more clues. Get a couple of minutes to, a couple of minutes to deal with that. What a cracking tie tomorrow! Who all Premiership tie St Mirren yeah. against Motherwell. St Mirren, brilliant season last season. Motherwell, brilliant under Stuart Kettlewell. So it's got that's got the makings of a good one. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, all credit to both managers because they've recruited well and they have performed well. Uh, and you've got your new sensation oh, up yeah. front Mika Oh, I love really him already well uh, really well. Don't fall in love with lone players That's what they say, isn't it? Well, don't have favourites That's what uh, Ange Postecoglou came from Did brilliant yeah. Made the goal, scored the goal really Interested good. to see the crowd there tomorrow Because our crowds have been really, really good this season And there's a feel-good factor Europe last night uh, Helped that greatly The national team helps greatly uh, St Mirren and Motherwell Chance for the fans mm. To really turn out I think there'll be A terrific crowd in Paisley Probably goes down As a tough draw For both Simon You know Motherwell Were seeded For this round And mm. you go and get You get an away tie To St Mirren um, It's a hard one to yeah, call that it's, it's, it's a hard one to call You'd maybe edge towards St Mirren Just because they're at home But Motherwell had a great result Last week Two teams that are Seem to be working hard For their managers It's, it's a hard one to call That one yeah, not not done a great deal wrong, Stuart Kettlewell. Yeah, no. has he? You look at since the time in, in the time that he's been in charge. It's hard to find somebody to replace your man for last year, Van Veen. Incredible, but you know this young kid that came in, he came off the bench. To say aggressive, eye for the goal, so um, he could be up. Very quickly on the other ones, is there scope for a shock, Airdrie Ross County? Possibly, um, Airdrie V. Yep. Surprise package of the group stages Brilliant yep. group stage campaign I Start think Malcolm Mackay signed well though I mean, As I say it's a very unfortunate name for a, a defender Leek But Ryan <laughs> Ryan Leek has come in uh, To the Ross County backline And done well And I, I, I think Malcolm Mackay Is going to do good things this season There will not be a relegation drama mm. for Ross County So at the, the risk of upsetting Reese McCabe I think Ross County will still be in the cup come five o'clock tomorrow. It just feels like that's got the banana skin potential, Simon, because mm. you're not talking about being separated by a couple of divisions. No. It's just you've, <clears> it's just one. And by all account, Airdrie have got a lot of good young yeah, players. Yeah, they'll be at home. A, a decent style of football. I'm looking at Livingston Air as well. I think yeah. that could be tight as well. Hard mm. to call. Okay, okay. let's try and round off this teaser. Thanks again to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions, East Kilbride. Check out their trade counter on Covels Road. Uh, if you want to find out a bit more and you can email us your questions full-time at Clyde1.com Five players scored in the European final since 1990 and have played in Scotland at some point Van Hoydonk, McAllister, Basil Bolly, Fabrizio Ravinelli One 
more. He is also Italian and he also played for Rangers. Marco Negri? No. Do you know the brilliant thing about this? I'll give you a trade secret. Hugh asked me if it was Marco Negri at the break and I said no. And it's still no. <laughs> I was hoping he'd made a mistake. Hey, Italian Rangers. Mm-hmm. Sergio Perini. I was about to say <laughs> No. Getting closer. Parma, 98-99. And played for Rangers. A bit trickier than, than those ones actually, but still. I'll put you out your misery. Position. I think he was I think he was a fullback as well, wasn't he? You're asking a lot of me. I was ten years old, but no, I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, I should get that. Initials. P V. Oh. Paolo. I can't do any more Verda. for you. We've got a first name and a first initial of the surname. Paolo Veroni. Yeah, that, uh, close enough. Vanoli. Paolo Vanoli. Thank you to Hugh and Simon Six hour special tomorrow Hugh Keevans, Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson Andrew McLean is looking after them tomorrow Good luck to him uh, And it's Friday Night GBX up next